Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All righty. Welcome back to the program. Lots of text messages coming in. Hi, Jimmy. Uh, Joel here. As an ex-gymnast and coach, it is common for urine to be applied to blisters on hands. Works a treat. So there you go. There's an endorsement of what Spart said a little bit earlier. Michelle Bishop is our sports reporter on this Tuesday afternoon. She's on the line. G'day, Michelle. Good afternoon. I've got an alternative treatment for just about everything. It's a glass of red wine in the uh, in the old bar. <laughs> There you go. You know, I have had a glass of red wine in my time, but I didn't use that as an alternate physical treatment that I have tried. But you're spot on with that, Michelle. Now, you've got a different take. A billion dollars spent over 10 years across Queensland and New South Wales and other areas by the AFL. Um, What was your response to that? Oh, look, I'm, um, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, sceptical just about the timing of this article, smack bang in the middle of the NRL's trip to sell footy to the US. So mm-hmm. obviously it's been dominating headlines here in Australia for quite some time now, um, every news bulletin, every newspaper. Uh, so I just think I've been in the game a little bit too long to let that one slip through to the keeper. Um, it's, a, it's a good chance for them to sort of try and put it out there and grab a, a little bit of publicity. Um, look, I, I, what I feel is that... Um, I think the the NRL, they absolutely have taken their eye off the ball when it comes to schools. Um, I I can remember being a school kid and seeing a a clinic and and, um, rugby league footballs, the Steeden, uh, as a regular part of our, you know, sporting program, but I'm 49 next week. So we're going back some time. I think um, the AFL's done that well. They're they're still infiltrating schools. We've even, I mean, I I remember working out with um, Phil Gould when he was setting up the stuff out there at Penrith. One of the very first things he identified was he drove around, knew the area very, very well rugby league heartland the first questions he asked was why on goodness earth is there so many afl posts in schools a bit of investigation we found out that afl was actually paying for those posts to be put up in schools yeah and as i said to you in in rugby league heartland but for mine i honestly believe we can talk about this till the cows come home because the afl has been trying to invest in new south wales and in queensland forever and ever haven't seen much of a change but the biggest thing is for me um and this is taking off my journo's hat this is a mum in the community Community and talking about things like concussion and the brutality of rugby league. And again, we talk about timing. Jimmy, I, I know that the, the NRL had to do this. They had to sell this game in America as something very different to the NFL. Yep. The no pads, the, no helmets um, were, were all like 
crazy people that just come and don't respect our bodies. Um, the message has been very mixed. Um, we've been saturated with it here that, you know, rugby league's the game to play is exciting. It's this, it's that. But it's really left um, some bad taste in the mouths of parents because it's something that I get asked quite often. I've been to a couple of um, uh, trials here with my kids here in Canberra and, and they sort of say, well, what is it? like?" And, and if you're asking a, a mother genuinely, uh, are you going to let your kid play when you when you're seeing you, you know those sorts of the, the hits that are in those those promotional videos and just how we've flogged the game to the US? Again, it's you know the cart before the horse. I get the NRLs trying to invest in there to be able to uh, make as much revenue as they can to bring back to be able to put into grassroots, but it's just been a little bit awkward the way they've done it because right now concussion is huge in the game, um, and 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 this is the other un unfair part, Jimmy. We're seeing concussion and that sort of stuff across all codes. I mean, Will Pukowski in cricket, who would yep. have thought? We see it in AFL, but we don't see it as much. Um, it's not. There's a perception in the community that it's all, you know, terrible and horrible uh, in rugby league. They've gone a little bit of a way to the framework in terms of no um, just tag footy in the under sixes. So they are trying, but they've just got to, you know, try and get the balance right. And I just don't believe that selling the game to America the way they have, I think that's going to come back to bite them in the long run. Interesting take on that, given the fact, too, that we've got flag football from the NFL that's going to be a part of the LA Olympics. So that's uh, uh, what the NFL are looking at as their non-contact sport. The thing about rugby league, Michelle, is that there's so many good non-contact versions of it. Touch footy, Oz tag, league tag, which all sort of align to the game. The other thing about it is... There is, but... Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy, I didn't mean to interrupt you. There is, there absolutely is. When you're in the inner sanctum, you understand it, you see it, you know what's on offer, but it's not the sexy thing that sells the game. It's not what, what's promoted. And perhaps that's where we need to look in at head office. We need to show other people, because people don't know it exists, right? You and I do, probably our listeners, those that are involved in the game. But, um, you know, as I say to you, when you, when your child's four or five and you're just, my, 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 my sister is going through the exact process at the moment. My little niece, Marley, on the Central Coast, rugby league heartland from a rugby league family. Guess what? She's playing soccer. My yeah, sister right. just doesn't want to. Biggest rugby league fan ever. Um, probably tragic. She's a West Tiger supporter, and maybe that's got a bit to do with it. <laughs> Tired of waiting. Yes. But yeah, Marley will be playing soccer, and that's obviously on the back of the Matildas. Feels a little bit more safe for a mum. Don't want to put my, my child in, in that sort of environment at the moment. It's, it's a hard one. It's a real hard sell, and I know the NRL does anything and everything they can, but I just think maybe they got this one wrong in the timing. Okay, here's the other part about, if you want to think about timing too, here's the other one, that uh, on the day that they men uh, make mention of the $1 billion, we've got the ARLC being taken to court by the QRL and the New South Wales Rugby League. Benny Iken joined the breakfast team up there at SENQ earlier today. Here's what he had to say about that Western Corridor area of southwest Brisbane. To be fair, even though we haven't got an NRL team in Ipswich and Toowoomba, you know, so sort of Western Brisbane, uh, Southwest Queensland, that's why we fought for funding for the Western Clydesdale. Yes. To have a Tubble yeah. Rugby League, a statewide club, you know, so that there was a, an academy or a pathway for players and coaches and, and match officials and administrators in that area. But they put in writing last year to us that they did not approve participation of the Western Clydesdales in our competition, nor did they see any benefit to the whole of game for the Clydesdales' existence. Mm. Well, who, who says that? Let yeah, on the Darling Downs, please. It's been one of the strongholds. Yeah. And I mean, the road from to, uh, Ipswich to Woomba is called Darren Lockyer Way. So that was Ben Eichen this morning talking about that. It's, it's bad timing from that point of view as well, Michelle. Oh, it's it's, it's awful. And look, you know, you won't get a better man than Ben Eichen, a more passionate man. 
um, actually spoke to Ben last week about something. He said, I'm, I had to come to Queensland. He said, we're going to finally see you as a Queenslander. I said, yeah, nah, definitely not. But look, these are the things that you see. Um, look, I mean, I know personally, and it's only because of my relationship, we feel good. The amount of work that the Bulldogs are doing up there, up and around that area is huge as well. Um, you know, trying to sort of recruit players from yep. up and in around that area in Queensland. Um, these are the things that the fans don't get to see and, and understand. It's not just, you know, putting, stringing a, a, a first grade side together week in, week out in the NRL. We do have a problem. We've got to be across it. We need to be in schools again. That's just a must. Um, you know, I, I can even vouch for living on the Central Coast. My kids are all sort of grown up now. My eldest is 15. But I very rarely did I ever see or did the kids ever come home in their schooling on the Central Coast and say they saw a rugby league player. And whether people want to believe that or not, that's the reality. We are not in, in amongst the schools. You've got the game day development offices with KPIs and all that sort of stuff. We just need to be better at it. Mm. What about Colin Funky Miller's warning for everyone <laughs> Heading over to Vegas. Did you catch that, Michelle? He's been there for a couple of decades. He would have had some fun, I reckon, funky in that couple of decades. But he's saying, yes, be very, very careful. Well, look, you know what? I'm glad that his hair's not pink, purple or green because I can possibly take him a little bit serious. And you're right. He has says an incident every night in a Las Vegas hotel room. He's referring to being robbed or whatever. And he would know, as you said, last 20 years in that hotel industry there. Steer clear of beautiful ladies after 3 a.m. I thought everybody was beautiful after 3 a.m. And I thought that was just a worldwide <laughs> thing that we all knew. <laughs> look, um, this brings me to another point, And I will say to this, too, that a couple of uh, NRL players were really dirty at the fact that this was such a public um uh you know that, that they were told the public in front of everybody that you know you've got to not take girls back to your hotel rooms and that sort of stuff and when you're talking about some of the guys that are married with children in the game that don't uh you know partake in that sort of stuff it was actually quite offensive they said they felt like naughty little schoolboys, especially one player in particular where he said i happen to be with my father-in-law sitting in the lounge room watching the TV when this come on. It was really awkward. Uh. Um, he said, yeah, great for all the younger players that have never been overseas and do what they do. Um, look, I think the NRL should have handled that a little bit better. I think um, probably, you know, a bit of a briefing internally, tick off the boxes, got to be sensible. This can happen to you overseas. These are the warnings. Um, but to, I guess, berate the players and, and put it out there, I'm not sure what they were trying to achieve from that. But it's... um. Uh, look, that's all the sexy stuff. I love what uh, what he's actually had to say about, um, you know, the real figures that the NRL are trying to, uh, I, I guess, secure. He said 65,000 seat stadium, but possibly looking at around 30 and 30, between 30 and 35. Yeah. And the real concern for me is though that he's saying publicly, um, he hasn't seen a whole lot of publicity for it locally. And look, the timing again with this, timing is um, so important. This is on the back of uh, the Super Bowl where it was, what, 10 grand a ticket. It's $19 for an NRL game over there for you to go off and watch watch um, the doubleheader. And this is also on the back of the Formula One. So you had Formula One where everyone locally said, get out of here, we're not interested, don't want you here. And that was, you know, some of the biggest superstars in the world in Formula One. The, the, the locals didn't want a bar of it. Then you've had... Uh, you know, the Super Bowl where everybody's absolutely embraced it and now you're going to throw in a game of rugby league. Look, I hope and pray that it does everything that the NRL are trying to achieve from this. I think Peter Volandi said something about, you know, 1% of the market over there with subscriptions and all the wagering and the rest of it can be huge for us, and I hope it is. But I also hope that they bring it back here. They sort out what's going on with grassroots and inject it into the game where it belongs. Well, if the AFL have a 50-year plan around Western Sydney and Western Brisbane, then maybe the NRL can have a 50-year plan for Las Vegas. Uh, Maybe that's the way they think as well. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Michelle. Appreciate your time today. We'll do it again next week. 
Love your work, see Jimmy. Uh, Michelle Bishop there, our SCN sports reporter. Great to have her as part of the program. All right, let's break, and then we're back with your text messages.